0: Frames launched. I don't know if I have ever seen a community so excited about a new feature. Not a
1: dividend. It's a tale of two quants. Now your
2: losses are on someone else's balance sheet.
1: Generally speaking, airdrops are kind of pointless, anyways. Um, um, I named I trading know. firms who were very involved. Um, I like that. Eat is the ultimate pun.
3: DeFi protocols are the antidote to this problem. Hello,
2: everybody. Welcome to The Chopping Block. Every couple of weeks, the four of us get together and give the industry insider's perspective on the crypto topics of the day. So quick intros. First, we've got Robert, the crypto connoisseur and czar of
3: SuperState. GM, everybody.
2: Next, we've got Tarun, the gigabrain, and grand poobah at Gauntlet. Aloha. And special guest today, we have Ted, Farcaster fangirl number one. GM. And I am Sieb, the head hype man at Dragonfly. So we are early stage investors in crypto, but I want to caveat that nothing we say here is investment advice, legal advice, or even life advice. Please see chopping block that XYZ for more disclosures. Ted, welcome to the show. Uh, we are very excited to have you on because today is the Farcaster episode, Well, we wanted to get on somebody. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Robert.
3: No, I was just giving hype
0: to the Farcaster whoa,
2: whoa. episode. Yeah. Oh, 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 okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, nice. Um, yeah. So, we wanted, we wanted to bring on. So, for the Farcaster episode, because Farcaster is a social media app, for those who don't know, it's kind of a Twitter, decentralized Twitter uh, clone, I guess, clone. Let's call it a clone. Um, we, or it's a, it's a protocol. It's not itself the, the interface, it's a protocol, and many people can build interfaces on top of the Farcaster protocol. Um, we wanted to bring on somebody who is a power user of Farcaster who could kind of talk about it from the inside perspective. And my understanding is that you are a big Farcaster, super fan, booster. Uh, Talk to us about your experience of Farcaster, how you came across it and what you do on there.
0: Good question. I am a Farcaster power user. I feel like it's part of my personality now and even like my Twitter username, like my Twitter display name is actually like Ted on Farcaster. And I've been doing that since before it was cool. Um, But I actually got on a forecaster. I think it was November 2021. So it's been a while. I was connected to Dan for some job advice. I was like, oh, I'm thinking about going like full time into crypto. What do you think? And got connected. Dan to that being line.
2: Dan Romero, the founder of forecaster.
0: Yep. Dan Romero, founder of forecaster, co-founder is Varun. They worked together at Coinbase. And he was like, of course, like gave great great advice and like kind of changed the trajectory of my life that way. But then also was like, oh, I have this like social media, like decentralized social app. If you want to try it out, it's called Farcaster. I'll send you like an invite code. And this was in, yeah, like November 2021. I wasn't really on Twitter that much at all. I was more like Instagram. That's where my friends were. So I hopped on the... Hopped on Twitter, and I think Tarun, you were there already. I think you were an early user. You might have churned, like churned. Yeah, into- I,
1: I will say, like one thing is, as much as you can dislike Twitter, every time you try a new thing trying to compete with Twitter, it's just like it's just hard to get the the, the stickiness. But I have to say, super hard. Ted, Ted was one of the people who convinced me to continue trying to push on Farcaster, mm. and
0: yeah. And so I, what did again, early
2: like, Forecaster feel like? What was like the Farcaster,
0: 20... Okay, yeah, It's like this funny um, trope right now where everyone's like, we're so early, we're so early. And I was chatting and was like, I remember back when like you couldn't delete your casts. Like it was very, very early. Like you didn't know who was liking your cast. You didn't know who was deleting or who was like, you couldn't delete your cast. I remember before that I was like oh I got a like on my cast like I didn't know who liked it I was like so excited every cast I was doing I was getting a like turns out it was just like just Dan like liking my cast (laughs) (laughs) to like you know um but it was it was super quiet. Like, I think the first cast I ever did um, in retrospect is kind of cringe. I was like, hey, looking for some new Web3 resources. Like, what direction can you point me in? And I was like on a platform full of crypto OGs who were like, what do you mean you're starting to learn about it? Um, so it was relatively quiet. And then I so what think- was the
2: vibe, though. What was like, what, like what was the thing driving the community at that time? What were people talking about?
0: It was very technical, um, lots of founders on there. And then I think into 2022, it um, more and more people started onboarding and I think people began to find like a community. And so it was one place where I could ask a question and then get responses back. And so you were having this mix of, very technical conversations like rooted in EVM and like developer conversations. But then you were also having like intellectual discussions as well, because the signal to noise ratio was so good and better that you could then you could find anywhere else. So that was just like one thing to me was like, okay, great. I could try doing this on Twitter, but I wouldn't be able to have conversations or I could try doing it on Farcaster and actually get good feedback and like develop connections with people that I wouldn't get to do anywhere else and so i think that like one of the memes or like i guess it's a feature and a bug it depends on who you ask is that farcaster is like so nice (laughs) is what people say and i think it just Mm. comes down to like early farcaster community when it was like less than a thousand users even less than ten thousand it was like how you would treat your neighbor and like how you would treat people that you would like see in person and like interact with, even if you didn't agree with them or disagree with them. So that was the vibe. And then also like everyone was very bullish in general. So like there were no grifters, there were like, yeah, zero grifters. If you were like bullish on on crypto generally in the bear market, like, um, like y- you stuck around, like everyone was there where I felt like on Twitter it was like very superficial yeah exactly um and for me like as somebody who was really like rolling up my sleeves and trying to understand for um like the crypto ecosystem having come in in like 2020 instead of like you know most of those people were 2014 2015 i basically had like the steepest learning curve that i was able to tackle because i was surrounded by like some of the greatest most authentic just like very, very experienced and knowledgeable people who had been working in crypto for a long time. And they were like incredibly welcoming to those of us who didn't have the same background. And so I think also you'll meet a lot of people on Farcaster early days who weren't working in crypto, but all of a sudden have a completely different perspective on crypto because their access point were like a high concentration of really incredible builders. So... That's like what Mm. i would say early vibes were but it was quiet and like it wasn't as boring like it wasn't as spicy as twitter whatsoever i still spent some time there like on instagram like yeah there wasn't too much going on yeah
1: i would give my 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 view was like i kind of felt like it had this uh you know the 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 difference between crypto and web 3 is like very much delineated between twitter and and uh farcaster i feel like toward the end of 2021 at, at like the peak of the NFT bull market, there was sort of people who were like, I really like NFTs, but I don't like the Suzu tweeting about buying every art box thing type of thing. And the, all those people moved to to Farcaster. And in some ways I call it the, um, you know, as, as, as Ted said, feature or bug, but the cult of toxic positivity sort of definitely ex- exists within Farcaster. Um, but interestingly enough, if you just like look at the, actual users you know compared to some of the other twitter spinoffs like blue sky and things like that it had really good um retention of its users because they like really focused on this one user group of like people who like things on chain but aren't just traders um, yeah mm. I, I think the the interesting thing about like how they've had this huge growth in the last few weeks which is why we're talking about it is they added an extensibility layer for programming um, your your posts and you can have like games in your posts. You can have meme coins in your posts. And that sort of brought some of the uh, crypto Twitter energy over in the sense of, which is why I guess you're getting spammed right now. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, it's crazy. So, so maybe do you want to walk us through what frames are? And like, if you were to like ELI five yeah. frames.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a great point. Yeah. So also, I think to your point of like it being a community and like anti-spammy was that Dan it was also like permissioned at that point like anybody couldn't just sign up like they had to basically DM the founders to get an invite to come on and then this is a kudos to the team is that like they are maniacal about getting user feedback so like that kind of sets the stage to where we are today I think it was like two weeks ago it feels like a year ago at this point is that they launched Forecaster Frames which Basically allow any developer, as Term pointed out, to create an app that sits within the warpcast. I, I don't think it's on the protocol level at Forecaster, but like you can create an app the same way that uh Facebook had like Farmville, you know, those like BuzzFeed quizzes that you could like do within the Facebook app or that Twitter before it kind of um, it used to have APIs with like the polls, et cetera. So any developer can ultimately build a frame, which is an app like I even built it and I'm not super technical um, to be able to accomplish whatever they want. Um, for me, I'm like from a potential and like utility of kind of like why does decentralized social matter or like why does blockchain add value to kind of social networks is like uh the potential is is pretty insane if you think about it from an e-commerce perspective. So you can basically just port around your social identity from one place to the next. If you're doing event RSVPing and like the event ticket is an NFT, like very, very easy to be able to start layering on top of that. And then from a distribution, I'm forgetting who it was, but like paragraph. Um, if you guys are familiar with paragraph, kind of like a medium or a Substack kind of like Web3 version of it can do like subscribe right in a frame now where you don't have to like link out to a paragraph newsletter in order to subscribe. It's just like the subscribe button within a cast. Um, Somebody did Girl Scout cookie orders through a frame, which is also wild. You're like, wait, what? Like I can order Girl Scout cookies using my, (laughs) like it's kind of like what Instagram shopping was, but no one's really been able to reimagine or like revolutionize it for in like Web3 socials so far. Um, And then to kind of like those to me are like the inspiring like, okay, this is utility. This is where you really start to like get at the front of like consumer crypto. And then also what you can do, and this is kind of like <laughs> if you hear me on it's like Warpcast right now, I'm kind of like being a little bit melodramatic about it, is that it's also because it's completely permissionless, anybody can create a frame to do whatever they want to do. So what we've seen is this like wild proliferation of um like recast and like this in order to be able to get like a free mint and so you'll see tons of people like creating a free mint um that ultimately it's like it's an airdrop right or you get the play this game and like they make a really fun game which like i'm all for fun on chain but then it's like oh you'll get this degen like you'll get a degen token as a result and so that is really exciting and then kind of like this whole DGen token thing goes back to the original, is that when the Farcaster community was like 500 of us, there's this one crypto native artist, Oxen, who at the time was just like doing Farcaster stuff. He was like, eh, this is like really hard to make it as an artist, but I'm gonna take a bet on the Farcaster community. And they've treated me well and I'm invested in them. And he's been like grinding at this for like two years. And now like he got involved with the degen token, um, all of a sudden the degen token is now tied somehow to his like nfts and like that's skyrocketing as well and so when people see this opportunity to a like you have a degen token that is skyrocketing in price i think it might have dropped um then you kind of attract everybody <laughs> mm. um at, like i, I, I think
1: i think definitely better. the ability to like insert meme coin into anything Within mm-hmm. the protocol is like the number one reason I think you see this crazy growth. Cause there was sort of this huge airdrop, sort of like, you know, the same way like Jito kind of catalyzes all, all that stuff. Yeah. This huge airdrop happened, and like everyone all of a sudden was like, oh, this is the easiest way to get distribution for a meme coin. Now, the interesting thing to me is unlike when Facebook had apps or Twitter had apps, you can't really shut down this network. Like, you can't, you can't really shut down any of these apps. It, it, it is really truly the f- hub operators are, are validating this and making it kind of the state changes for it. There's no there's no sort of like centralized company can say, stop this thing right now. So I think it will be kind of interesting as a distribution mechanism to a bunch of users who already know how to use crypto. They have a wallet uh, and they're using this thing, not just like I own this NFT and like it gets me into the discord. It's It really is like they are making content and kind of, will this network effect be a good distribution mechanism? Like people keep distributing tokens or NFTs this way, or will it kind of like turn into like a new type of application? So that kind cannot- of
2: so, so Tarun, if I if I'm understanding correctly, with frames, right? So you're so you're in Farcaster, you have your Farcaster key. Um, a frame uh, with, with a frame, basically, what it does, if I'm understanding correctly, is you sign a or you derive a second key. With your actual Ethereum or Farcaster key or whatever, and uh, so you can't actually spend money or do economic transactions in a frame. You have to uh, basically it it can you can only like sign uh, something which is relatively inert. So you can't actually end up getting scammed or hacked or whatever uh, using a frame. Is that is that correct?
0: Yes, but they did just um, allow you to now link out. So, for instance, uh, Brandon Chow, B Chow on it created a generative art mint where you can like generate the art. And then when you're ready to mint whatever version you've gotten, it pop, it says like ready to mint and it will pop up a window that warns you, like, hey, you are now leaving. Yeah, you are like now leaving and will bring you to the page. However, on recent developer calls, it sounds like in frame transactions may be on the roadmap. And so there is. So, how is
2: that not like a massive security risk of having people clicking a button and being like, great, now you just, uh, you know, paid some random dude all your USDC? I
0: think that's a great question for Varun. Um Okay. No worries. It
2: seems like like a very bad behavior to encourage in people.
1: Let's put it this way this week is about the users of Farcast. I think we'll have yeah. a, Okay, okay,
2: okay. Got yeah, it. Got, yeah, it. got, yeah, it. got yeah, it. Okay. This week okay. All right, all right. We'll we'll get into that. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. Okay. So, speaking of the users.
0: Us yeah, yeah.
2: Okay, cool, cool. We'll 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 try to get we'll try to get uh, some of the Farcaster founders on uh, on on the show maybe next week. But um so th- just just for a sense of scale then. So Farcaster has grown from about, you know, 2,000 roughly daily actives, it's ballooned within the last few days to something about 30,000 daily actives. So it's really it's grown, you know, 15x yeah. in just a few days. Now in absolute terms, for a social network that's still pretty small, it's still like a very kind of uh, fledgling network from yeah. social media perspective. Uh, but with this massive influx of users, what are these new users like? What's the? How has that changed the vibe of the network to fifteen x
1: in overnight? Hasib is asking if there's a vibe session, which I'd um, say is
0: there a not vibe quite.
1: or or just a vibe shift?
0: I mean, whenever you get. I mean, whenever new people enter a space, there's always a vibe shift. Um, so I think there's multiple vibe shifts vibe, that have happened. And like the first one was when frames launched, I don't know if I have ever seen a community so excited about a new feature ever. Mm. So they've been announced like releasing new features. And I think any dev or builder who's listening to this, who is building on Farcaster, it isn't necessarily easy, right? Like balance between centralized kind of client on top of it and whatnot. And so when they released, and distribution is the hardest thing. I think that's what we're all talking about here is distribution. Um, And so when all of a sudden you have frames, like the entire developer ecosystem was, I've never seen them so excited. Like within, there was a hackathon that weekend Um, that was like in New York City, 40 people showed up, Variant helped on, like it was incredible. And so that was like the first vibe ship was basically allowing I would almost call it like a gift <laughs> that the team gave to all the developers being like hey we know it's really hard to build your own client outside of forecaster so here test and build and experiment within it um or Warpcast." um so like that was a vibe shift number one and that's what really took off um Then I think really smart business move was when this started taking off, obviously, some of like the more spammy or let's say like very crypto Twitter esque tactics started like emerging on frames. There was a good business decision in that the team was like, okay, we have a lot of interest right now. People, everyone's talking about frames. It's kind of trending on Twitter. Why don't we like remove the payment mall to create an account and we're just going to allow free signups? Right, and so like usually it's seven dollars, something like that, to sign up. Um, and and I think that great business model, but kind of realizing, okay, a a big blocker is to like is a payment. Wait, it's
2: seven dollars to whom to sign up? That was a decentralized network.
0: I pay, I pay like I think I paid. Well, I think I didn't have to pay because I was an early user. Like I got grandfathered Mm. in the first year, but you pay for. You pay a protocol fee, I'm pretty sure, because, like, they set up your custody address that holds you, your you, Farcaster ID. And then there's also storage. Okay. Like, I pay for storage because I care about all my tasks. And then there's also some, like, a small gas fee that's covered as well. Um, I don't know all the economics so
2: are, of it. Are you, like, prepaying your storage rent or something? Like, what? Wh- who gets the $7? And how do you pay it? Do you pay it in dollars? Do you pay it in ETH?
0: I can't USD remember.
1: series. I think you can do the both. Uh, Run, do you pay? Yeah, I think I paid when I created. So basically, the 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 main philosophy of Farcaster, which I think as a design philosophy for software is like quite different than some of the other yes. social networks that have been attempted, is that only the ID component of the identity and the profile is stored on chain. So like almost like using your ENS, like there's a there's an, a mm. sort of portable ID. Then there's sort of an overlay network of these people who are running hubs. And they you can almost think of like your on-chain signing acts as an OAuth to the overlay network. And once you get to the overlay network, which could be much more centralized or a small number of nodes or whatever, then... You know, th- those people are offering storage, making sure the net, the state mm. is synced, and things like that. So it's sort of almost like two networks: one that has maximum decentralization, as expensive and you have to pay for it, for mm-hmm. the ID I part, see. and then one that's much less. And you, so you that's can, more the like ID,
2: federated Mastodon style, like the actual the, content and up, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Well, but it is I one see. network. There's, but you could make your own hub and fork if you want. So you could do mm. the Mastodon thing if you wanted. Yeah. I see. Okay.
2: So you
0: pay many to clients. get
2: the you you pay to get the ID.
1: Yeah.
0: Less.
3: Okay. I
2: see. And then Which I pay
0: extra for storage. <laughs> and it's but,
3: storage of the yeah. content that you're creating, but not yes. of anyone else's content. Correct. Yeah. Right. Okay. Interesting.
2: Okay, so uh, you know, among the members of the show, uh, so obviously Tarun, I think also Tom has been an early Farcaster user. Robert and I are not, so we are the two boomers <laughs> on the show who are not on Farcaster. Uh, Robert, why, I mean, especially given now, is kind of blowing up. Uh, I, I'll ask you first, why are you not on Farcaster? Well, before the show
1: started, I asked this is in, By the way, that's my a my cheap cut. cop-out. You're just asking him first so you can copy his answers.
2: That is that is correct, that is correct.
1: Yeah, um, well... I, <laughs> I'll, I'll be, I
2: I made the first move, the first mover advantage.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest, I'm not um, a ultra early adopter I'm like second wave so like that
2: is not true what are you talking about you are totally an early adopter every time some random Here's NFT something. or game launches Robert's <laughs> always like hey are you guys doing this like random fucking DJ thing that I just learned about
0: well also Robert how often are you like cast or I call it casting wow I'm like so farcaster native I don't even call it like tweeting, tweeting? anymore Well, uh-huh. um, like how often are you posting on Twitter
3: once every couple days
0: yeah like like I get like if you guys if I had to make an answer for why you're not on Farcaster, it's probably because literally up until right now, it was like less than a hundred thousand people who were on the platform when Robert, I'm pretty sure you have more than a hundred thousand followers on Twitter alone. I, I like, do, which following. is
3: like, you know, a gravity to keeping me on that platform versus starting at zero again.
0: Exactly. And and I think Tarun even came out and was like, the only reason I'm here is because, like, Ted has told me to come here. So it's hard, right? <laughs> hey, and- I was
1: I, I was honest about it. it, it but, but then I started doing this thing where I started using my Farcaster to write things that I didn't mind totally being public, but I didn't want. Telling the entire world immediately, and then I got in trouble for some of those, and some Twitter armies came after uh, me. So I, I, I was, I was like, I, I like the Twitter idea armies of like, came
2: after you for your farcaster yeah. posts.
1: Yes, yes, yes. My farcaster oh, posts, wow. that all, all, all yeah. It, 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 the, the content is uh, it shall not be named. You can go find it on the internet.
0: Yeah, but like to like you probably like, yeah. If Robert's like, hey, I have distribution. Like I get access to what I want to access on my following already on Twitter. I understand why he might not want to pop over to Warpcast or Farcast or any client there, right? Like, why put in the effort? Um, so that's that's like one reason. And then also it's hard. Like the switching costs is hard. And I don't think even for me, like Warpcast isn't my only social media. I think turns said this at the beginning. Like when you're using social media, and when we're so used to it nowadays, like it's kind of you. Ha- it's hard to form a new habit unless there's something about it that keeps pulling you back. Um, and for me, that is a sense of community and like the opportunity to be intellectually curious. And I think it's funny turns like, oh, the Twitter army came for me. I'm like, I have a channel on Warpcast that is exclusively for controversial topics and conversations where like no one is ever going to come for me no matter how politically incorrect an opinion is and like that's okay and so for me that's like what my so what is and like that's what my purpose is in addition to kind of like my larger beliefs about like decentralized social etc but again like there's a activation energy and then there's a the distribution problem which, again, we were going back to Vibe Shift, like by allowing anybody to sign up for free as long as they have, I think, a phone number, and the phone number was really key to, like, reduce more spam than what might be there. Mm. um, You're allowed, like, the Forecaster team basically just scaled protocol by an insane amount, um, kind of pressure testing it. And then also, because it's still relatively small, and I think this is the issue with, like, threads or... um, Blue Sky, Mastodon, whatever, is that it's still like only 100,000 users. Like they are still very, very close to the users themselves and already know our pain points. So from a spam perspective, within one day, like channel spam was pretty much addressed really quickly. Within two days, like your main feed spam completely addressed. And now like today, they've completely solved some of the notification spam as well. So back to the point of like, they're kind of showing like, yes, this can be permissionless. And here are different ways in which we can, let's say, incentivize new behaviors that are way past the point of designing a solution for on other social media networks. And personally, that I think like Lens or Mastodon or Threads, Threads less so because it's like tied to your Instagram identity, um, have Mm. have kind of like dropped the ball on.
3: Can I interject Um. one very elementary question? Yes. What is the difference between Warpcaster and Farcaster?
0: Farcaster is the client and Warpcast is the... Or Farcaster or, or is the Or other protocol. way around. Too. Yeah, it, I was like so 10 steps ahead of what I was saying. Farcaster is the protocol and then Warpcast is the client on top of it. Same way that email is a protocol and like Gmail or Yahoo Mail are the clients on top of it. Um, that is the easiest way to describe it, I believe. So-
2: so Warpcast is like by far the dominant client and that's the one that the team itself, like the original founding team maintains, right? right. Um, so I, I remember, so Bitcloud is kind of one of the, Bitcloud is sort of more of a predecessor of Tech, let's say it's, it's kind of more yeah. financialized than, than, uh, Farcaster, which explicitly is kind of more pure social and less, uh, doesn't yeah. really have a financial, but frames
1: allow financialization.
2: Yes, in a kind of roundabout. I can just sort of way, I can Merkel drop it's everyone. Nowhere near as intrinsic. Yes, you can, I can Merkel yeah, yeah, drop I'm you. Sure, you can do that. On no, 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 I have. Yeah, I, 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 I get. get I get
1: you. No, ah. I get you to sign something with your public key, and I can now. I can now. I know you're active.
2: Right. Well, with this delegated key, right? Like not your actual
1: Ethereum key. With but I, I can find the mapping. Like yeah, that, that's. That. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. The real reason there's all all the crypto degen traders joined Warpcast is because. They, right, they want, they want these airdrops. Started happening yeah, they want frame. these airdrops,
2: right, right, right. So, yeah. Okay, so it feels like there's there's um, there's two things happening here that I, I guess I'm curious about and we, we want to poke at, and and I, maybe we'll, we'll come back to this uh, when we bring on uh, one of the co-founders. So the first thing is that it seems like a lot of what this big, massive growth on uh, Farcaster has been airdrop farmers, is that a lot of people realize that now, especially the early addresses, like the, the first-generation of forecaster users, are prime airdrop material. They're getting lots and lots of airdrops for just meme coins and random, you know, crazy, whatever shit. And so it feels a little bit like Celestia in that people realize that like, okay, this, this set of token holders or this set of users is just going to be getting this whole, a cycle of airdrops. And so get on there so you can get all your airdrops and, you know, the earlier, the better, and just, you know, have some engagement so that you're, you're, you're airdrop ready. Um, So this this seems like one thing that's happening like i don't know how much of the behavior of, of the new influx of users is this as opposed to people who actually want to hang out and like join a community uh but it seems like there's a lot of financially motivated people who are you know yo i'm here for the airdrop um so that that seems like one thing that's happening and not literally the farcaster airdrop but as tarun mentioned all the other meme coins and other random well i think the idea
1: the idea that frames make it easy you know one thing people promised in 2021 which i was at that time thought was a little preposterous but like people were really like oh look we have these high value nft collections we have these we basically have free customer lists of like who we should sell to right like the cole christie's Yuga labs diamond thing right like was it sorry was it a punk i don't know lesser knows more about this type of stuff than i do but whatever the whole like Tiffany made gave me that little like logo, the little pendant, whatever, and they you had to have it to buy it. Like, everyone always talked about like the customer being like easier to find with NFTs, right? Like they own this thing, they're part of this community, like, oh, you should be able to market to them, whatever. Yeah. That always seemed a little bit crazy because a lot of those people were purely speculating. But I think the interesting thing about Farcasters, is it started explicitly non-financial, opposite of Frentech, opposite of BitCloud. Yep. And then yep. added this thing where you can you can write your own code that does enough on-chain, just barely enough on-chain activity in terms of a signature that you make it easy to, to do these kind of like airdrops for social things. And that seems more likely like a target. You could almost use that for marketing if, yeah. it, if oh. it takes off.
0: Have you um what's his name antonio's spindle did a whole blog post on how you can be thinking about frames in terms of marketing i mean like some of the most they also have a frames dashboard um that you can go through and see like how many people have liked this how many people have recasted this you can go through and you're right like people are using this as a marketing mechanism in a way um but then to your point like it has introduced this financialization. If you look at some of the frames and like this was my plight, I'm like, I really care about like these utility frames and like more so like, okay, how can we bring this into, I guess it's like more of the Web3 vision. Most of them are like degen machines. Like literally, it's like a slot machine frame where you like pull the <laughs> pull the slot and you end up I mean, getting it is People But look, I think like, crypto,
1: crypto is really, really a... Ouroboros, right? It's like every every cycle, there's like another dice, Satoshi dice that comes out in some form. There's like an ether roll that comes out. Yeah. Like all these gambling games, if you give enough programmability, they immediately show up, which is like, that's, I, a, that's crazy, right?
0: And I think the important distinction too, and why, again, like let's say all of the 50K new users who just came on, like are only there for the airdrop. Like we've all seen this happen. Airdrop farmers come and then they go. Right. Like they don't stick around unless they think there's something we're sticking around for. And some of them may. Um, All that to say also with like the growth, I think really um, like Twitter celebrities, I don't know what else to call them, have also joined um, Forecaster like, oh, wow, this is actually really interesting. And they're staying now or, or like returning, whereas they wouldn't before. I remember I used to be like, oh, there's like a churned user. And like (laughs) the Farcaster team would tell me and they were like, no, 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 there's no such thing as churned users. It's just a potential user. Like it's a potential recapture, um, which I think was smart to say. But uh, going back to the design of it is like, again, I think the difference between Tech or like BitCloud is like, who was the team behind creating that financialization and it was the team who was developing everything and i think what the farcaster team has done really intentionally and really well was that they always designed from a place of kind of like permissionless um and also avoiding the fact that you know like they don't talk about a token ever like you will see them say repeatedly like we have no plans to launch a token so like they kind of remove a lot of the financialization in which you can then start to get at like okay why are people actually coming to use this if we're removing a lot of the financial incentives there even like their own internal like (laughs) like peer-to-peer payment is the concept of like it's this thing called a warp um where like the way it started is they started like dishing out warps as a reward, if you were posting good content, if you uh, invited users that converted, if you led a channel. So they were using warps as like a reward mechanism. And you're like, oh, that sounds a little bit like points. And the difference is, is that warps like are actually not at all like points because <laughs> they, you can't move them out of the app. So basically you can either buy Sounds like buy points warp, to me. but you buy warps warps, like a a hundred warps is one dollar you can decide to buy it or you get gifted it and the way that warps are used is like really only two ways is a you can gift them to another user um so like if people let's say comment really thoughtful things on like some of my content i will gift them warps as like a thank you it's like a nice gift and you can send a note with it And then the other way you use them is that warps can be used to mint nfts um so like purely utility so like oh use 500 warps to mint this nft or use 800 warps to sign up for this other forecaster app instead of instead of having to pay the sign up fee and so there's no speculation with it um there's no like price discovery (laughs) it's always 100 warps is one dollar and that is what it is and so i think the team taking a very intentional approach about that and being like Mm. we're not going to design a kind of like decentralized social network around financialization and speculation has a led them to like take a step back and even right now like they're not focused on frames or like building different frames like the developers are doing all of that on their own like the builder ecosystem they're focused on like how do we address the spam issue? How do we continue to grow? How do we fix notifications for people, etc.? And I think that's why a lot of people have stuck around and like continue to be here despite the influx of spam because there's this like huge sense of trust for the team to continue building in a way that's like purely value add for the user in a way that's not financially motivated. That was a long long <laughs> no that's a that's long. i think that's
2: a very good it's a very good insight about what makes farcaster so different from a lot of the other experiments in, in decentralized social well, uh, well i also think uh, so, like
1: you know oftentimes on this podcast we talk about things from the lens of like the people building them or the financial lens or or what what have you but i do feel like there are very few products in crypto where i could actually be like hey i want to hear from like a super user that, like, really loves the thing and, like, could give you... a And, like, I feel like this is, like, one of the only products where you can say that. It's, like, this... Maybe sometimes people would say, like, some of the DeFi stuff, for people who, like, live off of that, they will be, like... I. But they don't have the attachment in the same way, right? It's, like, it's like a totally different experience. Yeah. And, like, like no, what other consumer crypto thing has, like, super fans?
0: I mean, like, the super fandom is, is crazy. Well, first off, it started small. Like, we would host... Forecaster meetups and like internet strangers. Like, I don't know, like i I was on the internet a lot growing up, but I never like met people from the internet. (laughs) And now I would say I consider- That is what your
1: parents tell you not to do, right? (laughs) Exactly. They used to tell you not to do that. They used to tell you not to do that.
0: (laughs) Everyone tells you not to do it. And now I would consider some of like my best friends today, people who I met from Forecaster. Um, who've just like I've continued to see or continued to like, you know, build friendship with, which is super nuts. But like the thing that is the most nuts is last year there was like a FAR conference or FARCON is what we call it, completely decentralized. The Farcaster team had no involvement in planning it, doing anything. It was like fully grassroots and a hundred people showed up. And then this year, someone was like, Oh, I want to do it in LA. Ted, help me out. And so i just kind of like raised my hand and said i would do it there are 600 applications that already came in of people who are willing to fly all the way to la pay a 200 ticket price and hang out for like five days with other far casters exclusively and like we understand like when we think about eat denver today yeah it's huge but like what was it back in like 2018 i don't know but the fact that like this small ecosystem has people like my entire the reason I was on Farcast for in the, or cast in the first place when Tarun messaged me was because I was like responding to all these requests of people being like, can I come? Can I get on the list like months in advance? It's not until May and like people are like losing it. And so there is I don't want to call it, like a cult following, but I think it's managed to bring together builders, consumers, and just like a really interesting dynamic mix of people. Also with the introduction, I think, I see if you called it at the beginning, you were like, oh, it's like Twitter. I think a year ago was exclusively a Twitter comparison. And now I would say it's a mix of Twitter and Reddit because they have channels. So like think of channels as subreddits. And so the, like the best way I can describe this in terms of like who's on this platform and how is it interesting and dynamic and different is that there's a food channel, like everyone loves cooking, whatever, not everyone, but like people like food. And then all of a sudden this guy, Giuseppe, starts posting photos of different things he's doing, he's going to the farmer's market, et cetera, and we ask him, we're like, oh, like you seem to cook a lot, what do you do? Ends up he was a chef at a Michelin store restaurant in Napa and is a professional chef and has worked everywhere. And now he kind of like, you get access to someone who you would never have access like that before. And so the food community is like really strong in in, on Warpcast right now, like due to this channel where you're able to go and then find people who you instantly have a connection or like shared interest with and communicate mm. about that specific shared interest so like the discoverability um helps with channels and i think the way you can do it is like find your community in a way in which like you go to channels and there's an there's an la channel so like think about all those people who never would have hung out otherwise are now like okay let's talk about la things and like there's a book club that right, we do right. there's a potluck now and so it w- did start as a Twitter. It, it
1: is a real community, unlike a lot of crypto communities. With yeah, that, that's the thing that really
2: jumps out of me about Farcaster, and I think it's true of Lens as well. Is that uh, these these two communities they really have a soul at the center yeah. of it, and that's actually quite rare in crypto. Right, a lot of the things it, like decentralized social is very very old. You know, yes. I think the the first thing that I can remember uh, what was the thing that Justin Sun acquired?
3: BitTorrent. Um, uh, what was it called?
2: No, 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 that was one of the many things he acquired. No, uh, the one that the one that try to kick him out, like they try to oh, steam, it. Steam, out. Or steam. steam yeah. it, steam it, steam it, uh, steam it, steam it. So like, steam it is like super OG decentralized social. It was it was the one of the ones where like they if if you um uh if you get upvoted a lot, you get paid in steam tokens, and like you can make yeah. money by by being uh, very social. And then of course there's you know there's Bitcloud and there's um. Uh, BitCloud would has become Deeso, uh, and there's you know a bunch of you know, friend tech. Obviously, there've been many different plays at trying to create these decentralized social that integrate money in some way. Rupert. I think the difficulty that most these platforms run into is that uh, they tend not to have a soul. That's the best way I can describe it. Is like it's it's hard to kind of put into words Well, you can talk about the incentives and the race to the bottom and like the blah blah blah. But yeah. I think the easiest way to encapsulate that is that there is not this like beating heart at the center of just people who are in it for the love of the game. Yeah. Who are just like, I just want to build an awesome community and, think, and like I hang think out with my friends.
1: I think there's definitely some truth to that for, for both lens and Farcaster. I think they've just like attracted two very different types of initial users. Like, yeah, like, like to- Farcaster's initial users are like, like they remind me, it reminds me. So like 15 years ago, I remember I was like a, very early user of Quora and I did the same thing you're talking about oh. where like after a year I like started going to meetups and meeting people and whatever. And it was like, Oh, we, there was like this level of like curiosity in the early stage of the platform. People weren't afraid of like asking questions and looking dumb
0: yeah. in public.
1: And I think like Farcaster is that. Whereas I feel like lens is going more for like the vibes, like type yeah. of play. Like I, it's like a totally different, type of person yeah. but they both they both are yeah like you said both seem to care a lot about their community
0: yeah it's interesting i never i'd love to hear your perspective on lens because i think lens again i have a gr- big distribution i don't know what my follower count is at, but i have a good distribution platform on forecaster But everyone says like Lens is a great platform for distribution, um, for content. So there's like tons of interesting apps built on top of it, et cetera. Like they really built it on like, oh, this is where creators can monetize in a way. And so I went to that platform and like didn't, it just like wasn't for me, like I couldn't get it. It was like kind of clunky and I was like, why do I have to like make a transaction every time I wanna post something? Whereas for me, I value as a user, and like again, I approach all crypto consumer applications just as consumer applications. Like that's always what I approach it as. And I'm like, is this a good consumer app? Uh, Like, how does this compare? I don't, I kind of like try to remove the crypto from it. And I care about like dialogue and connection. And like that's what Farcaster's value proposition to me was. Whereas like Lens was like, we can help our creators monetize. And I was like, well, I don't consider myself a creator. So like that actually doesn't appeal to me. Um, And I think if you think about social media generally, like if you look across platforms, only 1% of users are actually creating content. 9% of users are engaging with that content. And then 90% of users, like the remaining 90% are just lurking, right? Like think about how many Reddit lurkers you know. And so I don't know how... Like, I don't know how how much like a value proposition of like, oh, we allow creators to monetize. Like, that speaks to a very small slice of everybody who's using social media, where if you're like, hey, do you care about like building community or like meeting like-minded people or like kind of like participating in a new social media, whatever the value proposition is to you, like that to me about Farcaster, like that's actually like the soul I think you're getting at. Whereas with Lens, like again, I'm... I don't know what I don't know because I'm not on
2: well, it. Okay, let's not. Yeah, let's not talk shit about Lens without anyone no, actually using like, the product. I'm not. Again, so. I, I can't.
0: I can't comment on it because I. Yeah, yeah. no, I it's fine. It.
2: I mean, your team, Farcaster, I, I, is cool. I will say, I will say they embrace that.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, Lens also just they they have an equally passionate community. They actually the interesting thing is like Farcaster seems way more U.S. centric, and Lens is like.
2: Yeah, that's the way that's more my overwhelming US-centric. impression. Yeah, Farcaster is like very Silicon Valley. You know, that's that's like my. LA, uh, LA, LA, of LA. Really? Okay, it's LA, I like, California, it's California, LA. California. No, California,
1: California,
0: California, let's say Lens California. It's like Lens has the coolest branding at East Denver last year. Like Lens is swag. <laughs> I was like, I <laughs> want that. Forecaster's never going to do that unless me and some of the designers. I I just meant
1: the users. The users, the users are kind of, the users are like, if I, they're- Yeah, it's
2: also like disproportionately like smart developer, engineer, you know, that kind of uh, like the the early user base. Whereas I feel like for Lens, it was more kind of, um, yeah, more global, more just like kind of anyone who's excited about crypto decentralization, decentralized social. Uh, That's my impression. But again, I have a very low resolution picture.
1: I have a question for you. So, if if, if we make maybe make this pause this kind of statement that unlike social networks in Web two, maybe Web three social networks are are inherently more regionalized. Potentially, how come we haven't mm. seen like a East Asian Web three social network?
0: Good. Farcaster right now is East Asian social. <laughs> like if you look at, I'm sure the new farmers, generation of airdrop air
2: farmers, <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, hundred
0: percent. that's where yeah. they're coming from, and yeah, I think it's interesting because, like, I don't know, you have to go into the channels and like these are being. It's a social media platform, unless it's like a Instagram where it's like purely aesthetic and visual the first language that you're building in is English, right? Like most of the developers or most of the builders are building in English and it's a text-based platform up front. So I think it is going to be a little bit regionalized. I do think with like channels that are country specific, you can kind of start to build more of a community on a platform that way. But again, like I I don't have an answer, but I do know that if you look at the hub distribution and again, hubs are like the data validators, they're they're very global. It's not just like only the U.S. where the hubs are operating.
2: Sure. Yeah. I I you know if you if you look at sort of Web two social networks like normal social networks, uh, it's very clear that social networks have regionalized to a large extent. Although there are you know obviously Facebook is is massive and and uh, uh, you know some of these uh, Instagram whatever they're they're obviously very international, uh, but then you have you know things like VKontakte in Russia. You have WeChat and, you know, kind of a bunch of other platforms in China. So it it is not the case that it's totally uniform. But you do have these super platforms and obviously anybody's in the Anglophone market is going to be using the Anglophone products, which is, you know, largely Facebook and Instagram and so on. Uh, Crypto, I I don't think we've seen the same level of regionalization in crypto, in large part because crypto is largely Anglophone outside of China. Like if you want to use crypto products and you because a lot of crypto is about making money. And if you want to make money, you got to be early. And if you want to be early, you got to speak English. Like, the, unfortunately, or you got to be Wait able a minute. What what,
1: what? 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 <laughs> what? I don't know yeah. if I understand what that, la- agree with that last statement. No, it's it's
2: just the case that a lot of this content does not get translated into other languages. I, I, so, I don't know. Justin's on this, successful
1: DeFi farmer, and, and, and I will tell yes, you I'm Yes, not yes, yes.
2: Sure. I mean, he speaks English. I mean, what are you talking about? Yeah, he speaks English. But um, my point is and his team,
1: the team who does it does not really speak great English. <laughs>
2: i mean that's fine right but like but the point is that you know if, if you're trading crypto in china you are i mean you're at least translating stuff that's in english you're on twitter because that's where a lot of the news happens that's where a lot of the most important information is getting disseminated for, for um, the record in english
3: for the record google chrome will translate pretty much any web page yeah, yeah to be clear it's not that
2: hard it's not that hard to translate stuff but the reality is like if you if if you're going into a lot of these markets where english is not the primary language Crypto, like most of the crypto content, is in English, and so it just is this strong force. So this this that, gets
1: back to my question of like, well, will there be a uh, chi- let's say Chinese just standard?
0: Is a different country.
1: Okay, yeah, I mean, yeah. Will um, there be what other country is like the the easiest? Let's say
0: Indonesia, easy Singapore, Indonesia.
1: Indonesia. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Indonesia, because like you you want I mean, someone who's I, not I, English I, speaking. Yeah, I mean, you, are you are you
2: asking? Will there be a? Uh, a separate hub
1: for Indonesia yes. or will
2: there be a totally separate network for Indonesia?
1: Well, no, no. I mean, it might be a separate hu- network that is part of the farcaster network, right? Like someone mm-hmm. forks a hub and they regionalize a hub and you know, some of the content right. gets cross posted. So, yeah, I, I, I guess
2: I don't, I don't totally understand like what the difference is between the hub and okay. A hub is just like, up. um, breaks down.
0: a hub is like what, what keeps the protocol running. So I don't know okay, enough so about- that. so that's
2: like, just like a server. Have, that's like, just like a data instance, center, someone yeah, hosting data. Like,
0: it's all the like, underlying infrastructure. So okay, for so instance, it's just gonna like,
2: lower latency, latency for somebody who's in Indonesia?
0: No, no, no. I think it's like, for instance, Warpcast, this is like what we're talking about, decentralized social. You know like when uh, Instagram goes down, everyone's like on Twitter being like, is Instagram down? Is Instagram down? And like, you don't have anything yeah. to do. The thing with is yeah. like yesterday with like, recently with all this influx of users, Warpcast has had a hard time like going like validating their data and retrieving their data from the hubs, meaning like Warpcast has gone down, meaning and like if that happened to a Web2 social app, you can't do anything. You just like wait for the centralized team to like put it back up. What the beauty of Farcaster is, because it's a decentralized network, there's another client that's not Warpcast called Supercast where if you went and logged on to Supercast with your Forecaster account, so like you have the same again, like you account, you create your Forecaster ID, you log in there, even though Warpcast is down, you can still log in and see all the same content in real time because Supercast is like pulling the same data from those hubs. And so that's the yeah. beauty and like that's the true decentralization in effect of Farcaster is that even though the major client is down, you're still able to go and access all of the data that's on on the in the network. Obviously. And so, so but <laughs> I guess like the question but what would we-
2: be the point of having a hub in a different geography, right? Because the hub is just a place where they're storing data, but they're not localizing, they're not doing anything that's going to be transparent to the user. The user is just like, wow, my data is somewhere in Farcaster. I don't, I don't really know where it is. So I don't think
0: there's like necessarily a point. Like, that's a great question. And I don't know if there's a a point you're like, oh, what's the value proposition? Like, I don't think it's necessary. But I do think if you look at a map, I just think it speaks to the decentralization and like the globalization of it when you see that hubs are everywhere and not just right. confined to one country. So like, again, it's not a necessity. But to answer I, your question. I have, like, I have an
1: idea. Or why Nothing. you would want separate hubs, which is, okay. suppose each of the, the uh, Farcaster, uh, say, zones, I'll call them a zone, let's just suppose that they have some way of communicating with each other, level like Mastodon, they each generated fees of some form. So, like, frames maybe generated fees that remitted. And you may want to actually allocate different amounts of capital that, say, backing these hubs to different regions. Like the, the Indonesian fork is generating a certain amount of fees, it may, and, and maybe, maybe people are staking eventually to run hubs.
0: Yeah, there you, is a you company. could imagine
1: that something like that
0: Yeah, there is a company called Nainar. Um, it's kind of like Neymar, um, but they basically have um, created a way to make running hubs a business, and so what they do is that. A developer can pay them like $9 a month, and basically they get access to all the hubs because each hub gets like an API, so it makes it easy to be able to call and return all the data from the network. And so they've been able to scale it. And I think, Turin, to your point is like, oh, why is it important if other countries have it? Like, you can imagine if Nainar is running 90% of the hubs, that makes you question like, okay, what if like Nainar decides to be a bad actor? They, they won't. I trust them, but... I think that's a good point, and of course, you're, they're making fees somehow from the developers paying them. Mm. But I think to go back is like because, again, I just like described. There's, oh, like anyone can build a client on top of it. Nothing is stopping Indonesia, like a let's say a fun, smart social entrepreneur in Indonesia, from building a social media app on top of Forecaster. So someone can do that, right. and like the right. entire, like, all Indonesian users yeah, that, that, that makes use sense. That and then yeah
2: so but let me let me let me ask you guys this so, so taking a step back from farcaster and all the details um because i, I want to get back to this thing about kind of social media habits because i think that's part of part of the story about farcaster and decentralized social is like re changing people's relationship with social media socially and culturally that's like, the big vision right that's what a lot of people get excited about with uh, decentralized social um let me let me ask you this real quick how many of you guys use threads the uh, i the used to i
3: I used it the day it came out, and I don't think sense. Okay. You,
0: you and people.
1: I go threads. on it w- once a week. Um, mainly you go on read. threads? I, still. I don't. I don't. No, no. I don't. I don't produce content because it's a lot of my friends who are like I went to high school with or college with who are like boring as shit and like have families in the suburbs and like they are. So on why do you keep all the time. going on threads? Because why they actually write going? more content than their in, their Instagram is like too curated and. It's uh, actually an interesting way to see like people from high school for me, because uh, like okay. they to them it's their first ever text based social network that they've started using.
2: Yeah, but that's, okay, it's you, a
1: niche. It's a that? niche niche reason.
0: Um, I think if Threads was in the Instagram app, I would use it way more. But I don't use it, and yep. I don't really post any content there. Um, but I got like I think again this speaks to like I'm like like the reason Tarun, you're on it is because like. The people that you grew up with and know are there, right? It like goes back to like, oh, these are my people. Like, this is my community. Like, I'm interested in what they're doing, and they're not posting on Instagram, but I, I care about what they're posting. So, I just think that that's interesting, and I also agree that Instagram has everyone thinking about like curated feeds and like what should I appear to look like versus like I, I, exactly.
1: I think Threads yeah. Threads news feed also is like clearly gated in in the algorithm is like clearly about like sh- only showing you content that you're going to agree with whereas twitter is like only showing you content you disagree with you're <laughs> like it's, it's engagement model is like that yeah and it, yeah. it and the problem is you have this like this what i called the cult of toxic positivity effect of like oh you only see these mm. things where everyone is like wag meing themselves yeah um, right, right but but the other thing is like facebook is a like, company, I guess culturally doesn't understand how to make an algorithm that isn't like isn't tuned to like only show you this little walled garden that you want to see yourself in. You know, it's and I so think I think text based stuff doesn't work that way. You kind of you kind of can't do that the way, you know, That's Instagram. True. At least you, you pretty
2: boring. Yeah. It's pretty boring to just read the The content text on threads is
1: with. such dog shit because of this. Cause like you only see like you write one word and you get you'll only see that content. It doesn't give you any opposing mm. content. And it, it, it's it's in some sense, their curation is their problem to me.
2: Yeah, people often say go on like, the criticism <laughs> of social media is about echo chambers, but in a way, like uh, an echo chamber maybe is healthier than just reading. Uh, well, like So there. there's an echo chamber in the sense that you're reading only content that you agree with or only content from your side. Um, That's actually pretty boring because like, oh, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I agree right. with that, right? Like, but, but actually, you'd need some kind of, you know, Something to push back against in order to actually feel like, oh shit, okay. This thing surprised me. This thing is actually uh this thing pisses me off. This thing, uh you know, you feel you feel some kind of engagement. Um so I I never use threads at all and I was horrified that I might actually have to try it if enough people were like (laughs) leaving Twitter. So I was kinda like threads is also like
1: all these brands that pay influencers have threads where they talk about their influence. That like that (laughs) thing is like and Facebook's clearly like learning. Like their newsfeed is horrible. All it does is fucking show you repurposed ads from brands. Okay, oh, do okay, like, so, you clear? The, the oh, point. But... The
2: point of this was not to for us to dunk on threads. I was wanted to bring it back to like talking about social more broadly. Um, so All I. Right, to, 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 no, 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 no it's true. fine. It's fine. Clearly, very strong feelings. Very strong feelings about threads. I did not realize that I was tapping into here, but. Um, <laughs> The, I guess the, the thing that I wanted to try to explore is like your relationship with new social networks. That was kind of the the, the, the thing that I was trying to get at. Um, so I, so uh, Linda, a uh, friend of the show, has been trying to get me on threads forever. Uh, obviously, no, no,
1: on threads,
2: farcaster. I'm moving slow. I'm moving slow. Sorry, let me, <laughs> let me take a second. Let me take a second. You guys are riling me up. Um, <laughs> She was trying to get me on Farcaster for a long time and obviously Linda she's dedicated herself she's trying to build a startup on top of Farcaster um, so she's she's very engaged in the community she's been trying to get me on farcaster for quite a while um, I, I I guess I'm somewhat like Robert although Robert thinks he's more like Robert than he actually is I, I, I think Robert's actually a super early adopter of stuff um, I'm very much a late adopter in that and it's part of the reason why like i'm a terrible vc when it comes to social or consumer this is like, why I'm not you're a in crypto
1: because you're such a late adopter that, Can, well, you can't be bottom decile if you're in crypto yeah
2: i'm i'm definitely bottom quartile on consumer right i'm definitely bottom quartile on consumer um, okay after consumer and, maybe i buy that yeah, for consumer, I'm I'm just, I'm not, a, I, I don't like using new products, right? It's just not my thing. Um, and the thing is like when I was younger, it was very different. I think when I was in my early 20s or even like when I was a teenager, I was trying, you know, I, I loved being part of communities and like being super active and engaged and like meeting new people and friends and content and blah, blah, blah. Like, that, like what you guys are describing is exactly what I would be spending all my time on if I was like 19 years old, stuck in Texas, uh, on the internet, like way too much. Uh, yeah. That that was like my upbringing was joining these small communities and being uh like contributing and and, and tr- trying to be a part of a, a new vibe. Uh, now I'm like fucking old and boring, and I'm just like ah, oh. like I, I I see Twitter as like this big gladiatorial uh just like fucking war zone, and I, I anytime I post anything on there I was like great I'm ready to fight like let's go uh and the idea of like this kumbaya wonderful place where everyone's nice i'm like oh that what's why 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 what's the point of that um so i think you know if if farcaster really gets to a scale where i'm like okay in order for me to continue to have to be a part of the conversation i need to be on farcaster that would be the thing that would get me to go there um but yeah i think i'll
0: more controversy more confrontation more differing opinions. yeah
2: it's like if i felt like the most important conversation is happening there and i'm missing it on twitter twitter is just like the unwashed masses of
1: you know just dgens and i don't know nft flippers yeah uh if that's what it felt and journalists, like, to me, then I'd be like and journalists right. i mean twitter twitter really started from journalists music, yeah and i feel like that's still its main right benefit.
0: like personally i agree with you like right now i would say farcaster is operating much more like a social network than social media and I think a lot of the confrontation that you're like, oh, this is, like, really interesting and I want the spice and, like, I want to go to war and I want to, like, fight for my ideas, that happens a lot, like, once we get to social media scale. And going back to, like, what do I feel about, like, web two social is that there's no platform that does both. So, like, Snapchat, like, everyone, like, Gen Z is using Snapchat like no other because it's a messaging platform for them, like. They've used it exclusively for messaging. That is a social network. That is not social media. Whereas like Instagram, the, all of that advertising, all of that kind of like BS, that's purely social media now. I think some of like the messaging and stories is more social network. So I, I hear you and I think where Warpcast is is right now is still in the social network phase and it will not hit social media phase until it does have like a million active users, right? Like. Otherwise, like, it doesn't make sense for any, like, news platform, et cetera, to go there. That being said, I'm like, I think it's worthwhile right now to, like, start building your audience there. (laughs) And at least, like, having an account and doing that. Because, of course, like, I'm on the show because I'm a super user and a super fan. Is, like, I fundamentally believe that, like, the team can scale it to be a million active users 100 million active users and it will get there but i agree like until it's at that level like it's not a social media platform where you're going to be finding the latest and greatest news like when open ai happened everyone was just taking screenshots from twitter and posting <laughs> screenshots on <Forecaster. laughs> granted i liked my conversations right. more on forecaster but yeah
1: so i i think uh a funny thing is um you know given the success of the trump nfts I I, I, ima- I can imagine that there'll be a Fox News airdrop on Farcaster. <laughs> of what? What? Why? I mean, what? just because, like, I think I think this this idea that frames are platform can't kick you out, you can airdrop anyone, and like, you know, if you're shameless enough, you'll do it. Uh, I, I could see that combo and, and, happening.
2: And, sorry, and you're saying that Fox News is going to airdrop tokens to Farcaster users
1: that that's that's a sign of success if Farcaster makes it that's gonna happen okay. that's my is it,
2: which, all right i i i don't know how you got from where you started in that sentence
1: to where you ended but um i'll, I'll take that as a, as a I, I guess prediction. what i'm saying is like media media you know if i think about like the facebook versus zynga site so that's sort of the first platform deplatforming of like a similar thing right like facebook had this application layer the biggest application on there started making a bunch of money. Facebook was like, fuck you, we're gonna restrict your thing. And, and then they had to come to some agreement. Here, you don't really have that. And I think if you think about the media, in general, their number one complaint, and why they're like suing OpenAI AI and whatever is like, oh, they want like some remuneration for this content they're creating somehow indirectly. Mm-hmm. Well, guess yeah. what, this is a great way to get it for them. So that's where uh, I got uh, to the Fox News. How, wait, that was, sorry, that I, a did, lot still jumps, okay. so I still don't understand. I still
2: don't understand what you're saying. But okay, we're we're at time, so we have to wrap. But um, uh, Ted, it was I'm very awesome excited having you on the for show. people
1: on, on Twitter I can, or I Farcaster to tell roast you to me very for this excited. prediction. <laughs> okay, all right, great.
2: If they understand what you just predicted, they might be able no, to. No, I actually think you're
0: it. right, but I don't think it will. People who it's happening to will think of it as. I got a fo- airdrop from Fox News. I think they'll think, "Oh, I got a membership perk from Fox News." Like I think, I think in the way that Warpcast is being built in Farcaster, that it will just be the same Web two language, but behind the behind kind of the scenes, it's the quote unquote airdrop. Right. So
2: well, we'll see next next time. Hopefully, we're going to have one of the co founders of. Uh, farcaster to come on the show and so we'll be able to go a little more deep into the into the weeds and maybe even some of the philosophy behind why building decentralized social um but it's a really big topic and we're really glad to have your perspective ted as as an early supporter a super fan a super user user. um where can people find you on farcaster
0: at ted that's it oh easy
1: also also farcon farcon invites one out today
0: Oh yeah, all the FARCON invites went out today. All those 500 plus people, but it's in LA. So if you want to join
2: those 500 people, hit up at Ted on FARcaster. Ted, thanks for joining us. Thanks guys. Until next week.
0: Bye.